What is going on? You are listening to Tag's podcast, aka Talk About Gay Sex Podcast. This is episode 347. I'm your host, Steve V, alongside Lincoln, fresh out of class. How you doing, Lincoln? Doing well. Had a good two-hour workout and now ready to chat. <laughs> awesome. Blossom. Joining us, of course, is Cody Maurice Dorget. How's the moving situation going, Hello, Cody? darling. I'm still buried in boxes over here, darling. But it's oh, coming no. along. It's coming along. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, welcome to the show here. I'm so excited. We've got a full show of hot topics. Uh, let's just get a gauge. I'm going to do a gauge with you guys. Okay. Yesterday was daylight savings. Uh-huh. So happy about that. Yeah. Spring is this Sunday. Very excited about that. Yes. COVID restrictions have lightened up. How are we feeling? Lincoln, I'll start with you. Exhausted. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I actually am feeling it. Without prelude? Without yes. prelude? Without prelude. Well, you know why? Because we're gearing up and we're not used to it, right? Like, yeah. yeah. All of a sudden, there's not three people in my classes. There's 26. Ooh. That's a very mm. big difference. Oh. There are Here we go. people come into the bakery and the first thing out of my mouth is not, can you please put on a mask? Or for a while there it was, could I see your vaccination card? Now it is, hey, have you been here before? Or welcome back. Mm. And that's, you know, th- there's not that block between every communication at the bakery. Um, some people in the gym are still wearing masks when they take class. I feel overall I'm relieved because now that it's not a mandate, I don't care if you wear your mask on your head. I don't care what you do. <laughs> you could do whatever mm-hmm. you want because our percentage rates, especially in Chelsea, are so low that the chances, mm-hmm. like, it's just, you know, ridiculous. So it's very exciting. I hope it lasts. I hope it lasts forever and ever and ever and that we yep. beat this thing and that we could celebrate a little bit without and let all the shaming go and the screaming going and all that stuff so i I love it also the seat the the streets are getting full again which comes with its own fun and its own (laughs) (laughs) annoyances and trying to just be cool and you know but i've i personally for me i've really hit a nice stride of things are what they are and i'm loving life minute by minute and if i'm not loving it i'm changing it Hey, love that. Which, is good, which feels good. And I'm able to, Cody, which I'm very grateful about. Cody, with with everything going on, daylight savings, spring is coming up this Sunday. You just moved into a brand new place with your boyfriend, Joe. COVID restrictions are lightening. How is your, how are you feeling? Weary, but hopeful. I'm in, <laughs> I'm in the good, good. I like that. Yeah. But what did, what's the old adage? Um, check, but uh, be one eye open one night. <laughs> Trust, but verify that's, that's where I am right now because I am also, I'm, 
a little bit worried about COVID coming back, of course, people getting a little bit too crazy out there in those streets, especially with the sunlight being out there. Daylight savings did knock me on my butt. I was full. I fell asleep during the movie yesterday, but that's a whole nother subject. <laughs> <laughs> but I am hopeful because we get more sunlight. It was it didn't get dark at four o'clock today. So that made me very, very happy. And, you know, I'm just hopeful that I things will get so much better. And like Lincoln said, I won't have to worry about COVID anytime soon. And things will be go back to what they were before pre-COVID. So, Yeah. And for me, I'm very hopeful as well. A little bit of that one eye open in terms of the COVID thing. You know, I have an 82-year-old mom and she's still wearing her mask. Mm -hmm. I'm still going to be ordering her groceries. And so there's that. On the other hand, I am walking now, you guys, yes. broken ankle, and I feel a little bit like Carrie, if you guys watched in Just Like That, when she broke her, or had an issue with her hip, uh-huh. and in the episodes, all of a sudden, it, and just like that, she put on those high heels on, you got the and it was on? spring, I'm, I mean, we're not going that far, but <laughs> they might be Macy's or a little bit downgraded, but. <laughs> no, I'll be happy to put on a pair of sneakers, which I did today, actually, and was walking around everywhere back in my gym, slowly but surely walking my way towards spring. It, it, I don't care. For me, I've been in lockdown even longer than most people just because of the broken ankle. And so I am so excited that just to go on walks, like that's going to be a big deal. And to go out and I'm taking my prep. So I'm hoping to get laid again, and oh yeah, it's 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 all good. So I'm I'm excited. Perfect. It's a, yeah yeah exactly. Um, you know I want to make a quick note here. Our disc, if you join our Patreon channel, we, you may have noticed we have a Discord channel, and that's where you can talk with us. We have a whole community joining on there and we make, you've been on there, Cody. It's really fun. The show kind of continues after the week via text. Well, we have a Discord voice channel. It's going to be a lot like Clubhouse was. We're calling it Deeper. Once a month, we're going to do a deeper conversation. And the first one is Tuesday, March 29th. And this is for the subcategory of our Patreon channel, Subcategory and Beyond. It's going to be a lot of fun. Tuesday, March 29th at 9 p.m. Eastern time is the very first one at the subcategory. You can join patreon.com forward slash tags podcast. That's exciting. That's cool. It is. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know if you guys are watching any of the nominated films for Academy Awards. I spent the weekend watching several of them. And one of the ones that I watched was The Power of the Dog, which honestly, I wasn't sure I was going to be into. I was riveted by it. It's Mm -hmm. a Jane Campion film. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a Western film. And that's what kind of threw me off. But The Power of the Dog keeps on picking up awards with director Jane Campion um, and she's been speaking out on its haters before Saturday night's Directors Guild of America Awards where the power of the dog won the marquee theatrical feature film prize solidifying Jane Campion's status as an Oscar frontrunner 
Campion also responded to some of recent criticism of her film from popular Western actor Sam Elliott, according to Out.com. Okay. She wrote, quote, I'm sorry he was being a little bit of a bitch. What? He's not a, he's not a cowboy. He's an actor. Campion told Variety before the ceremony, the West is a mythic space and there's a lot of room on the rain on the range i think it's a little bit sexist and i saw what's what heard what he had said sam elliott had said she was responding to recent remarks to the veteran actor on mark marone's wtf podcast where he called the movie a piece of shit, saying that there was no Western what? in the Western. Elliot also criticized the movie for its allusions to homosexuality throughout the fu- fucking movie and said that the cowboys look more like Chippendale dancers than cowboys, quote, running around in chaps and no shirts. He also attacked Campion herself, saying she wasn't fit to direct a Western. Quote, what the fuck does this woman... She's a brilliant director, by the way. I love her work, her previous work. But what the fuck does this woman from down there, New Zealand, know about the American West? And why in the fuck does she shoot this movie in New Zealand, New Zealand, calling it Montana? This is the way it was. That fucking rubbed me the wrong way, pal. Um, So that's what she was kind of responding to. And I have to say, I watched the movie... And it was so good. I again, I'm not really into Western. Mm-hmm. It's not a Broback Mountain I by was just any means. Say. <laughs> I'm very surprised that Sam Elliott didn't learn anything from Lady Gaga. I mean, hello, Miss, you know, gay champion herself yeah. when he worked with her on A Star Is Born. But does this surprise you, Lincoln, that he would say something like that? And do you love her <clears throat> clapback? Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't have a definite opinion about this. I'm a voter for the SAG Awards. I saw this movie about two months ago. Okay. What did you think of the movie? I was bored. I did. I was not riveted. I did not find it very interesting. I thought it was slow. I, I just wasn't. It's, it's slow. It's slow. And I, (laughs) I love the piano. In its day, I did not connect that this was the same director, and I shouldn't have to. You know, like when the movie was over, I was like, why is this movie getting such critical acclaim? Same with Licorice Pizza. Not not a fan. I was like, this... This yeah, that one I heard wasn't great. Making to me. West Side Story? See, I love the- movie making. Um even the five, the Ten Rings, the Marvel movie, that was such mm-hmm. good movie making. But those two movies, Licorice Pizza and The Power of, a Do- of, of the Dog. And even in the middle of it, I'm like, wait a minute. This is a gay movie? Like, I, what is happening? I, just, I don't think it was a gay movie. There's just <clears throat> audience so you know there is a subtext going on that makes it... Homoerotic? Any kind of homoerotic, yeah. Not in a Brobeck Mountain way, but similar. But what I did really like about it, where you mentioned the piano, is the good usage of music. There is a whole thing about piano in it, but just the score alone and the visuals of it. And I get it. Sometimes movies are long and drawn out. And I was here for it, though. I don't know. There was an 
a yearning to the film. Um, it was shot, it was supposed to be 1925. So I had to take stock of that and put myself in what would life be like mm -hmm. in this part of Montana in 1925 and what would life be like? I don't know. I, th I saw, I, th I found it beautiful and I, I was yearning a lot. I, I did pull myself back several times thanking the Lord that thank God I'm born today. It's a good time to be in 2022 <laughs> y'all because yeah. right. I mean, uh, you know what I mean? And electricity. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. And, <laughs> and prep and, and something, <laughs> something that I was very attuned with myself about this voting season is every year when I start to get the movies and the digital downloads come and it's all, I get always very excited about it. But two years sitting at home watching all movies on my couch kind of stuck anyway, I know I didn't mm -hmm. have the yeah. same flair. And I will say it was part of the thing of like, let's just get through all these. So we watched Liquid Pizza, Liquid, Licorice Pizza, <laughs> uh, the, the Power of the Dog, uh, Passing, and um, the Ben Affleck one. All like back to back to back to back. And the Ben Affleck one was the best one that I felt the best one out of the four that night. Like we watched it all in one sitting. So that's a lot of movie watching. So I, if that's people, a lot of movie. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of like sit and focus. You know what I mean? So, but I wasn't. A These fan. movies are. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't a fan. I was oh, really you, a fan of West Side Story. I thought it was really brilliant. That's on my, I'm watching that next. Cody, what do you Ooh. think about the fact that she clapped back at Sam Elliott and said, he's not a cowboy, he's an actor, yeah. based on what he's told her about his film? I love it. I love a strong woman that can speak her mind and make sure that she stands up for herself and make sure that she, you know, she's not afraid to speak her mind. So I, I love that part. The part that has me a little bit raising my eyebrow at her is because did you hear what she said to the Serena uh, to the to the Williams sisters at the, no so she she said that she she had, while she admired the the Williams sisters she did not they were not she didn't have to they didn't have to fight the same battles as she did because she has to play with the boys and people were on her like white on rice after she made that comment because uh oh yeah because the the we the Williams sisters are beloved and they have had to play with the boys and she had to walk back her comment a little bit and she just okay she did and she expressed her uh agil uh admiration for the Williams sisters so it's all good now but I'm still looking at her a little bit with one eye on the side eye she was probably fired up with the Sam Elliott comment. Oh, thing probably. On, is her film really a Western and it's shit and all this kind of thing? But I'm not, I don't know that what you were talking about, I'll look that up. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm glad if she did say that, she walked it back oh, yeah. because that's not cool. Yeah, that's also on my list too. So, okay. So many films. I also watched Drive My Car, which is slow moving, y'all. Three <laughs> hours, but I loved it. I ultimately loved it. And three hours so in a car? That sounds three horrible. Hours. Oh, I loved it. I can watch some of these movies sometimes. <laughs> we got there and there wasn't a whole lot changed at the end but it was one of those subtle films but i really really 
got a lot out of it and I, I adored it. So this is part of the problem. Maybe not for everybody. I'm sorry to interrupt you. This is to me, this is part of the problem with the modern day is that you have four episode or six episode mini series that can really encapsulate a story in 45 minute increments or an hour increments and made mm-hmm. such a bigger impact than a two-hour film. A three-hour movie. Has, <laughs> yeah. Or a two-hour film that really has a lot to get done because we're seeing it on the same screen that we watch everything else now. You know what I mean? You're not going yeah. to a big movie theater as an event and watching this movie. You're seeing it on the same uh-huh. screen. Some people on the same screen that they do their work or people are watching movies on their phone. I mean, come on. Like, on you know what iPad, I mean? So, yeah. That's a good point, Lincoln. That's a good point because I noticed I started watching. Hi, salty pretzel. I know she's in the back. She already had one bowl of food. Calm down. Sorry about that. That's a good point because I started watching Drive My Car late after I'd already watched two films and I I had to turn it off and I was like, oh, I'm bored with this movie. I'm not going to be into it. And then I thought, you know what? No, reset. Maybe turn it on. I turned it on the next day, Sunday fresh at like 11 in the morning and I had a whole new perspective on it. I'm like, Oh no, wait a minute. I'm totally into this now. And I was, but I do have to prepare myself on the same screen for a cinematic experience versus Mm -hmm. one of my, you know, shorter TV series that I like to watch. You kind of have to get in that mood set mindset because you're right. It's, it can get very all like, oh, this isn't making sense and I'm bored. Do well, you think that's so? part of the problem. You new- can't pause it and go pee when you're in a movie oh. theater. You know what I mean? Like right. when you you gotta run. I got I always run. Exactly. I always have you to pee. run and you're like, oh my god, what did I miss? What did I miss? And you're still in the momentum <laughs> like, Shh, of the movie. Yeah. Right? Are you yeah. that person, Lincoln? What? <laughs> Are you talking to in the movie saying what did I miss? No, 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 no. no, no I no, am no, no, because no, I'm no. I ask somebody because it's uh, lately movies are three plus hours and I do, I do not I cannot see batman at four hours i can't believe I batman can't is four wait. fucking hours <laughs> this, this i will not batman pee for four, four hours. hours i might bring I'm four <laughs> hours lincoln it's four hours i might Did bring I a say bed that pan. Right? It, oh my God. i mean i you know what i would have to do is go to one of those that has liquor and just on the hour i'm just guys on the hour i'm going to the bathroom so just here i'm gonna have four cocktails wow i'm gonna go to the bathroom four times and i'm gonna do this on the hour that's a lot so let's just go yeah that's yeah it's worth it <laughs> what'd you say Zoe Kravitz is definitely worth it. Yeah, yeah she is. Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, right. yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer yes. knocked down all the pins that the role has been done. Yes, she did. Yes, she Zoe. Did. And she supports Zoe. So I, all I'm right. here for it. Well, first of all, I all want right. to see the interview where Michelle supports her. Thank you very much. Did you all about the internet. Okay, you guys. And we're moving on. <laughs> because a Texas judge Friday ordered a statewide halt to investigate 
the investigation of parents of transgender children under Governor Greg Abbott's directive that claimed letting kids access gender-affirming care is child abuse. So this came after a Texas court denied the state's appeal of a restraining order temporarily blocking the investigation of one set of parents who have allowed their transgender daughter to access gender-affirming care. Texas Civil District Court Judge Amy Clark Meacham last week granted the restraining order which stopped this investigation and after Friday's hearing in Austin to consider blocking Abbott's directive statewide. She decided, this is what the New York Times reported, so essentially she ruled that the Abbott's order, Governor Abbott's order, was not adopted properly and violated the Texas Constitution and that this could not be enforced while the lawsuit makes its way through the courts. Are you guys aware of what Governor Abbott has done in Texas about this whole rule? Which essentially would, um, he's putting blocks and and probing parents of kids that want to let their kids explore their transgender Mm -hmm. and making it essentially illegal. And this is a major feat that this was blocked by a judge. I think it's so, I'm so happy. I mean, we talk so much about what's going on in Florida about don't say gay bill, but look at this lascivious, uh, this lascivious governor Abbott, who's essentially saying, no, your children cannot be trans. And if you do, we will investigate. And if you think that that's, not going to happen. This all started because once it went into effect, once he said that, actually they start they started looking out for parents that were doing it, and, and the whole reason was it went into um, a parent. They were investigating different parents that were doing this. I mean, wow. What year are we in? Is this 1925, Lincoln? Like the movie? <laughs> I mean. W- what's your thoughts on this i think it's really sad i think this whole thing is very new the trans um community and the way we deal with little kids and teenagers it's new and it's going to be hard for a lot of people to wrap their head around a lot of the medical stuff is new but this is obviously just throwing politics out front. It's a wedge issue that's just going to keep dividing people and distracting people from the real issues. And kids are in the, in getting caught in the middle of it. So I'm, I'm, I'm beside myself because one, I have no authority in this subject or in this realm at all, but I do know that these kids, the suicide rates are going to go up. Like, like I've heard over and over from more than one expert, if we don't get these kids what they need as they grow, right? As they grow up. Yeah. And listen to the kids. Yeah. It's just crazy to me because he's a Republican and they're always about no government involvement in the in daily life. And here, this is just the opposite of that. He yeah. is involving himself. And when parents, I mean, I wish that I had parents that I could have come out to when I was a kid. And I just didn't have that back in, you know, the early eighties when I was realizing what my sexuality was even about there are parents I have my sister's friends talk to me all the time about her friend's children that 
there so many parents are so much more open, thank goodness, to not just being gay, bisexual, but trans. And if a parent, shouldn't it be up to the parents to decide what it's good for their parents, not a governor, Cody. Oh, I agree 100%. The people should, these laws are being made by people that want to force their beliefs and how they feel upon everybody. And that's, that's actually, they say that that's what they're trying to defend against, but they are they're that's really what they're upholding. And they, they think that their way is the only way and it's the right way. And they're not opening their mind to so many more possibilities. And I think it's just really sad. And I really want, I really hope that people finally come to the realization that the more you explore, the more you can say who you are affirmatively. And that's the real beauty of exploring. Absolutely. And to just, it's so gross to me that you would be investigating parents on what they're doing for their children. I, I just can't with that. So I'm glad this judge blocked it. Yeah, and I hope too. that there's more of that ahead. Yeah. yeah. Um, Michael Henry's a comedian who I really think is a lot. I love his skits that he puts on YouTube. And this week he asked the tough question about nude photo etiquette. He does these skits. If you're not aware of him, you can look up Michael Henry on YouTube. Love him. Smith yeah, love him. We need to get him on the show. Ooh. Specifically, what's up with guys who ask to swap photos and then don't hold up their end of the bargain? It's a funny skit. I watched it. I'll post it on tagspodcast.com. But on one side of the argument, Henry's co-stars, Preston Sadler, asked, why should someone have to send you their nudes if they don't want to? It's his body. He's allowed to change his mind. It was a sexual situation agreement. You allowed to, you're allowed to say no to anything you said yes to previously in a sexual situation. Are we really comparing this to sex in person, counters Sadler's on-screen boyfriend. Then, quote, this is totally different, chimes in Henry. This grown man and I made a commitment to each other that we would equally share our nude pics with each other. So what? He's allowed to have a nude photo of me, but I can't have one of him? That's not fair. If you make a commitment, you should honor it, mm -hmm. agrees one of the friends. It's a really funny skit. <laughs> and I have to, I've been in this situation before. It's why I made a, a commitment to myself that... I, I won't share any more nude photos of myself like in a text anymore. I just stopped that. Like, I'm not going to do it anymore. And I had this friend that we were fuck buddies in the past. And I think I told this recently mm -hmm. that he, uh, he, he said, hey, how have you been? He saw something that I posted on Facebook and he wanted, when are you going to be in L.A. next? And we had great sex. And it was photo and he wanted me to continuously and I could tell he's never going to stop asking me for more nudes and it's going to be videos and sure enough it was videos and I was like okay no I, I can't this is too much <laughs> and I just made the decision that this is never going like I'm an in-person live in front of a live studio audience y'all hey. I do well that what hey and so I'm with that I've also been in the situation before where We've agreed on the app, Grinder Scruff, 
let's exchange photos and I've unlocked mine and then the other person doesn't. And this in the in this skit, they confront them. Well, why didn't he show me his pictures? He's like, well, maybe he didn't like what he saw, <laughs> which is probably the real reason of all of this. No. Cody, what are your thoughts <laughs> on the etiquette of when you, is it, should you be held to share your photos if you've decided and agreed upon doing so? Yes. I think it should be a legally binding contract that you can take to tech court. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I want to go in front of Judge Wapner and, or whomever and definitely be able to get my nudes if, if somebody reneges on sending me nudes because I, there are a lot of pic, people that just collect pics out there and I have been the the victim of somebody just collecting my pics and not really sharing theirs back. And I need my, my retribution for that. So I need all this to come back. So thank you. <laughs> That's my Ted talk. I love that Ted talk. I love it. What's your thoughts on this Lincoln? Are you, do you think that it's bad etiquette to not want to share your photos once oh, you've yeah. already agreed upon doing so? Yeah. I mean, if you say you're going to both, unlock or whatever you should do it there's no if and or but about that it's proper etiquette it's the right thing to do there are also a lot of people out there collecting pics and that's what gets them going i also would not take all this very seriously you know what i mean it's yeah yeah the one thing i've also noticed too is which i don't do the apps pretty much anymore but one i've noticed in my private pics i have plenty of nudes dick pics aspects all the good goodies mm -hmm. if you will <laughs> i've unlocked those for, i've unlocked those for people and sometimes people want oh can you send me another one it's like they're all there they're like greedy. my resume <laughs> is there my resume speaks for myself do you want quotes i can provide you that but we either need to meet and you need to trust that or or forget it. Like forget about right. it. Like Yelp I'm not gonna send you right more. There if you Yeah. <laughs> this brings us to our poll question of the week. This week, you gotta take our poll. It's on Patreon. Poll, if you agree to exchange nudes, is it bad etiquette to change your mind once the agreement is made? That's the poll question of the week. Okay. You can go to tagspodcast.com forward slash tagspodcast. And just to give you last week's poll, injectable prep is what we were talking about. Given our current topic on injectable prep, will you consider taking injectable prep instead of a daily pill? A resounding yes is what everybody said with 1% of you saying not applicable, meaning probably you probably aren't, I'm assuming, on taking it or using condoms or any of that. So a resounding yes, many of you will switch to injectable prep. I like that. I'm for it. Moving on, it's time to get into some Reddit here. Ooh. And this one comes from posted by Need Body Help. Okay. Is it okay to not want to top your boyfriend, but want to top other guys? Oh, my. Uh -oh. <laughs> 
He writes, I'm 32, have been in a relationship now for over six years. We have an open relationship for maybe the last year or so. We own a place together. We're happy. But the main sticking point is my lack of desire to top him. When we got into the relationship, it was on the basis of us being approximately versatile. Over time, he ended up topping more and more, which we're both quite happy with but my partner at the end of the day is not a total top and he does not want me to tops and he does want me to top sometimes Mm -hmm. he's free to bottom as much as he likes outside of our relationship but he wants to do it as well which is quite sweet the truth is i really don't get turned on by the idea of topping him nevertheless i completely get and respect his desires so i will viagra up and do the deed Okay, Nim. Okay. I still find him attractive and I still want him to top me. I just don't really want to top him. Adding more fuel to this is the fact that I I am keen to top other people outside of the relationship. Mm. Considering my lack of enthusiasm to top him, he's not really very happy about this and it can create some more attention. Almost done with this. As to why this is all the case, I think it's just because of what turns me on. I'm quite into dom-sub dynamics, and I get off on being the top or the bottom, and I don't really like to blur the lines too much, like equally. I wouldn't particularly want to bottom for someone I am topping. Seeing the guy that I submit to being so submissive and vulnerable himself just doesn't do it for me. I don't really know if this is a common problem in gay relationships or how people have navigated this in the past, so I just appreciate some insight and perspective from anyone, really. Cody, Mm -hmm. what's your thoughts on this? Because do you get his point about the sub and the top thing? So he's essentially saying that he's kind of put people in those categories. On It's not that he doesn't want a top or bottom. He wants to do both. It's just he sees his tops in one way and his bottoms in another way. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. Because sex comes down to energy and chemistry at the end of the day. And that can't be faked or it can't be, you can Viagra it up, but you can't really, (laughs) 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 but you can't really like fake it. So I, I completely agree with him. I, me personally, I, I do get into the mindset of, of being in a specific role with a specific person. That being said, if my partner was to have a better time topping somebody else than topping me. And I would have my feelings hurt because it would feel like I didn't have my, I couldn't do, I wasn't doing what I could do to fulfill his needs. Or it would feel like there was a part of me that what can't fulfill him. So that would hurt my feelings. So you would Viagra up. <laughs> well, I would have him Viagra up. Oh, right, right, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Lincoln, what are your thoughts on this? Because couldn't you make love to somebody and fuck somebody and it doesn't have to be dom-sub type of roles? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't very convincing. That was the least. <laughs> well, you can. Like, um, maybe. It's <laughs> you know, I I can see sometimes a bottom takes over and they're really the top in the situation because they're doing True. all the work. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there, I've had definite times in my life where the bottom is like a top bottom. Like they're a hungry bottom that does all the work. And sometimes you can be a very dominant bottom that, like I'm saying it three times over, so it must be true. <laughs> <laughs> you must enjoy that. <laughs> right? I, my question to him is, with a six-year relationship, how has this ebb and flowed over the years? Because I don't think it's all yeah. one mm-hmm. in, in, in for six years. You know what I mean? Like, I think a relationship ebbs and flows as far as what else is going on in their life or... You know, sometimes you're in a relationship and you just say, hey, I want something different for a moment. And that doesn't necessarily mean having sex with someone else. Your mind just goes to different places outside of sex and then you bring that back with you. Mm -hmm. So my question is, just because of their experience, I haven't been in a six-year relationship. How has it ebbed and flowed throughout the relationship? Yeah, honestly, it sounds like they're in... Honestly, they sound like they're in pretty good shape. Totally. That's you, why I'm asking because, you yeah, yeah. I feel like they're they're in a really in good shape. Like he's posing this question. It's I don't want to minimize his what he's posing because it's kind of the current state. I love that he it's it sounds like they've made it work throughout the time. They can both kind of flip here and there. He could Viagra up, which I love that statement. <laughs> I, I want to keep true. saying that. Yeah. <laughs> that he can make it work for his partner if but it's and, and I love that he could still do that, but I don't feel and he's still in love with his partner. He's still attracted to his partner. He can still get fucked by his partner. It's sort of I don't even want to say the word minor because it's not minor. It's what he obviously thought enough to write in to Reddit to post this. But I think they're in good shape. But honestly, it it might be more of a problem for or it might be more of an issue for his partner. And it's not really an issue for him. So he's not relating it to relating to it as an issue. But his his partner might be bringing it up to him more and more and more. And then that is where the the disconnect is coming in because the partner. But I wondered, but I wonder how much he's sharing with his partner, because if he's Viagraing up again, I want to say that, <laughs> that maybe the other one doesn't know. Maybe, you know, he's getting fucked by the other one so just taking fine. the Viagra <laughs> and he doesn't even know it's really in the other one's head that he's deciding to be more open and pose this. And he's a little nervous to say, listen, hon, I mean, I really, I'll do this for you. However, I'm not really into it. I'm just doing it. And maybe it's a compromise moment. Mm-hmm. He's just posing the question. Sounds like they're going to be fine either way. I think so. Yeah. I mean, ebbs and flows, like you said, Lincoln, like all relationships do. All relationships sexually go through ebbs and flows as well. And that's just the name of the game. Speaking of tops, this top on Reddit posted, the tops I've been talking to for several years want to do marathon sex, three to four plus hours. (laughs) Anything I need to prepare for or be afraid of? Um, The longest I've ever bottomed was for 10 to 20 minutes. (laughs) What? (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Um, that's an interesting, some of the, let me just read you some of the, the things that people wrote. Unrealistic expectations on both sides. Somebody wrote, I can do it. And I've done it before. Somebody wrote, I've had a four and a half hour sex S&M session on Saturday. Have water on hand. Bring some food because you will get thirsty and hungry. Yeah. Bring a few condoms in case one breaks. Plenty of lube, as always. Communicate. Okay. Uh, communications dude 30. Normally, the idea isn't to last the whole time. You come. Can you let your head clear and then go back to it, depending on how young you are? Back, Back-to-back erections happen often. I like some of these comments. What's the longest Lincoln session you've ever had <laughs> topping somebody was it three to four hours? Well, it depends if you're sober or not. Let's <laughs> be honest. Like, people aren't, you know what I mean? People aren't like, hey, I'm going to go have yeah, lunch. Yeah, I thought that, I thought that have, too, as well. Like, there, there is, there's, <clears throat> and you can not be sober and not be cracked out of your head. Like, there are degrees mm-hmm. of Correct. sobriety. There are different mind-altering things you can do, whether it's a Viagra or smoking pot or drinking or other things that we don't really talk a lot about on this show, but they're definitely out in our community. And if you've been out dancing Mm -hmm. all night on ecstasy or something like that, and then you go home and you have all this energy, then you can last a couple hours with that, you know? So, um, I, 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 I have not done that cold <laughs> I love sober since I maybe my twenties. You know what I mean? That I'm I've stretched out that rubber band. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Over the years <laughs> of different situations that can go. But let know. me ask you this, Lincoln, because you've talked about great sessions on this show before between you and Peter, yeah. where you just took a a Saturday night yeah. and dressed each other up and went in one room and, and did this. We and, did that and recently. All, and yeah. So in some ways, I mean, maybe it wasn't topping and bottoming, bottoming, but it was sexual. Well, you know nature, what? It's correct? so funny that you say that. Cause when we did that recently, we were so tired that we never went into <laughs> another room. <laughs> We just kind of sit, like we, we sh- like we showered and felt the feelings, and then we were like, "Let's lay down" because we've been working so hard, and it's nice to just let it all go. And the mu- you know, there's music and lighting, and Peter started with a little bit of an outfit, but after like 20 minutes, he's like, "This is uncomfortable. Can we just lay down and cuddle?" And it was it was nice because it wasn't all this pressure stuff. And we were also kind of out of practice. So it was a little like, there was lube. <laughs> this is hilarious to me. There was lube everywhere. <laughs> and we were slipping all over the place. But it got into Pretzel's paws and she could not stand up straight to save her life, which was hilarious. Like oh She God. was just sliding oh all over the floor. And I'm like, okay, the next morning, we literally had to bathe her, lock her in the bathroom, clean the floors, with Windex on our hands and knees and not, and like wash our feet and wear socks just to get it out of the house. Cause it was like, 
slip and slide oh for the following seven years. Salty wow. Pretzel was a part of that three-way, and she didn't even ask to nope, be a part of it. just <laughs> walked to the room, and she was slipping and sliding everywhere. It was hilarious. <clears throat> Cody, is three to four hours marathon, like, ridiculous or are you all about it no it's amazing (laughs) (laughs) okay i've done it maybe once maybe twice before in my life and i want to do it again i've i'm doing everything i can to convince my boyfriend joe into this marathon sex thing but we usually only go about an hour i hope he's not listening (laughs) 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 but yeah i am i am i'm working on them so that we can I can go for three hours because I love it. And you don't even have to really, it's not necessarily anal the entire time. You can, it's the entire experience. Just like Lincoln was explaining, it's the outfit. It's the the play that you do. And then the foreplay and then the the looks you can just you you can make it amazing. So I, I'm here for the marathon sexathon. Yeah, yeah. This was very specific about top, topping and bottoming. I but who can I, top or bottom I, for three hours? That's that. That's well, right. Yeah, I think. But I, I'm here for the experience of it all, and to be lying around costumes, all kinds of stuff for hours. I would love to do that with somebody. I think that would be really awesome. And so for that. Which brings us up to our final Reddit <laughs> thread is ask the question, is life harder for a bottom than a top? Now, this caused a lot of controversy on a recent Reddit thread. Is it easier to give than to receive? And it depended on the gay that you asked. A spirited debate on Ask Gay Men forum indicated that there's no consensus on whether tops or bottoms have an easier time. One Reddit user kicked off the discussion by asking if the if other people agree that being a bottom is tougher than being a top. Like, you can't eat spicy food, you need to fast, you need to be clean as fuck before having sex, etc. Many commenters informed that original poster that there's no need for fasting and other diet restrictions, and some tops on the thread indicated that you know, shit happens and that's okay. <laughs> but otherwise, there wasn't much common ground in the comments section. Here's a, here's a little bit of what they said. Hell yes, easily. A lot of work goes on to preparation, food cleaning, loosening. Of course, all the actual sex is usually shared toughness, but then you also have the aftercare. Tops love your bottoms and treat them sp- Tops love your bottoms and treat them special. They do a lot of work to show you a fun time. (laughs) Uh, Maybe, maybe not, somebody else wrote. Depends. Topping is easier to prepare for than bottoming. But if the top is actually trying to give the bottom a good experience, Mm -hmm. I feel like that takes certain skills. Making sure the bottom is comfortable and not hurting them. Also, not wanting to disappoint bottoms from finishing too fast. Mm -hmm. So I feel like being a great top is harder than being a good bottom, but physically bottoming can be more time consuming than demanding. 
harder somebody else wrote i don't know requires more prep for sure depends on the person obviously some can just be ready to go and i applaud those people but some of us aren't a quick pants down to love town some need to make sure that the train isn't going to be slamming into doo-doo station oh, <laughs> oh my god that's a good one nothing makes my dick softer than this Reddit red. I, I literally just grew a vagina. I mean, this is just not hot. I don't talk on about this and stuff. on, Lincoln. What is it harder for a bottom yes, than for it a It takes top? a lot more prep work, and we don't need to discuss it. Get to work. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a problem. But show up prepared. It's you know what I mean. I don't know. I just thought- for me, I actually think it's not because I've been such a good bottom. A good bottom. That should be a movie. The Good Bottom, <laughs> um, starring You're Steve. Than the Power of the Dawn. I'm kidding. Oh. 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 Okay. Well, if I'm starring in it, then yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I've. You know, I'm a little out of practice of sorts these days. Oh, you're but still a good I know I will get back in. Uh, yeah, I'm the good bottom that could. <laughs> and I know how to work, get ready for it. I talked to Dr. Goldstein so much, our ass doctor. And, you know, so many of us worry so much about our ass. And I eat a high fibrous diet, y'all. And I'm, I'm pretty much, even on a time when I didn't plan on getting fucked on a certain night, I was still good to go and clean. And none of that, like horror stories that you hear about. I think if you just, I didn't, didn't happen. So I don't know, Cody, what, okay. The good bottom <laughs> starring Wait a minute. Stevie. I think it's so hard to be a bottom out there. And I take my hat off and my bottoms off to, to all the bottoms out there. I think you're wonderful. You should be treated like the queens or kings or however you identify. You should be treated like royalty, basically. Absolutely. And... <laughs> Even Prince like, agrees. <laughs> she just started see? barking in the background. <laughs> 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 so yeah hey there it is i hear it pretzel yeah. hopefully with clean paws <laughs> come and join if you want to salty pretzel I, <laughs> I love it oh my gosh thanks for playing this has been so much fun take our poll question of the week go to patreon.com forward slash tags podcast we are asking the question if you agree to exchange nudes is it bad etiquette to change your mind once the agreement is made again take our poll this week we'll report back tags patreon.com forward slash tags podcast you can always follow my co-host follow lincoln at protein bakery at protein bakery or at mad lincoln you can also follow Cody at KMD Coaching for Life Coaching or Mr. Maurice. And in the meantime, continue having hot, hot gay, gay sex. sex. Nice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>